Hi, welcome to the Parshas Vayichi edition. The Torah Parshas Vayichi is from Melachim Aleph, capital Beis, which is the story of David giving its avot to his son Shloimeh, who is going to take over as king. And then David is Nifter, and Shloimeh begins his reign. There, the obvious reason why we lane this is because in the sixth parasha, Yaakov Avinu gives its avot to his children, and then he is Nifter. Rashi in the sixth parasha quotes from Sukkim in the Saftira quite a number of times. One of them is in the beginning of the parasha, where, at least according to one version in Rashi, he quotes that anytime it says Vayikravu, just like it says the Haftarah starts off, and like it says in the sixth parasha by Yaakov, it means that they did not reach the amount of uh, the lifespan of their parents or of their father. Now, in this Haftarah, we find that David tells Shlema to take care of three accounts for him. One of them was positive and two negative. The positive account was the family of Barzillai Hagelodi. Barzillai supported David when he was running away from Avshalim. And at that time, David wanted to repay Barzillai, which is in Malachim Aleph. Barzillai refused, and David tells Shlomo to repay the kindness to the family, to the children of Barzillai Agaladi, they should be from those that eat at your table, they should be uh, from your inner circle. And then he tells him to uh, settle the account, so to speak, with Yoya ben Suruya, who is a general, and to Shemi ben Geira. Now, Yoya ben Suruya killed two generals of Klal Yisrael, Avner ben Nera, Musa ben Yasser, as it's uh, recorded in the Seftarah, and the stories are earlier in Malachim. And David Amalek tells him that, you should do as your wisdom, and you should uh, revenge, or uh, settle, settle the account with him. And Shimei ben Geira gave David a terrible curse, as he tells him, and he says, uh, at the time, David HaMelech promised that he wouldn't kill him. Don't take revenge because you're a wise person. You will know what to do with him. So in other words, use your wisdom. Now, a couple of points here. First of all, What's interesting is, why did David want to get even, so to speak, with them? And we could say that he wanted to make sure these people were, were great people, and he wanted to make sure that they received their oil ma'ba in full, and they shouldn't have this stain on them. And David Amalek himself couldn't uh, get back at them for reasons that he said. Shimi, he said clearly he wouldn't do it. But he tells them to make sure that they get their punishment in this world. Why was it his obligation, right? Anytime you see someone doing an Avera, it's not, it's not our obligation, unless we're Sanhedrin, to take care of it. But over here, it could be as a Melech, as a king, he was able to, he had that right. Okay. The, I think the, a bigger question in that is, what did he have by telling Shlomit to give back uh, kindness to the children of Barzila Hagalodi? What would... The, if it was Barzila himself, I understand... Uh, if it's his children, um, again, we do find that Kars but the fact that the Navi has to tell us this, it seems interesting. I, I looked around, I didn't find anybody that uh, addressed this 
um, clearly. It is also interesting that Chazal tell us in Shabbos that Barzila himself was not the greatest tzaddik. The Gemara said that he was shot of Bezima, if I remember the words correctly. That he was um, he was someone who was uh, surrounded or very heavily influenced in the world of, of Zima in um, having relations with women. And it's very interesting to note that Davana Melech tells Shloimai that should make sure that that his family is it shouldn't be just something he should pay back quietly and uh, you know make sure nobody knows about it, but rather it's it's a it's a debt that has to be repaid and it should be publicly acknowledged they're part of here. Now in the two uh, people that he said to to get back at. So first of all, in uh, the case of Yoyah ben Suruya, he said, Beskorov notes in his Sefer al-Atoira on this Haftoira, that Yoyah ben Suruya was Chayev Misa for two reasons. One, for the act that he did, and second of all, for being Meirudu Malchus, for doing against a king. We know acting against the king has its own death penalty, but the two halachas are very different from each other, and he was telling use your wisdom in figuring out exactly the way that you'll be able to to get him, so to speak. Every situation is different, and Meridim Malchus has a very different set of rules how to be able to punish someone for it. In the case of Shimi, later on in Malachim, we find that Shleim called him, told him that he may not leave Yerushalayim. Again, David Amalek promised that he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't kill him at the time when Shimi cursed David, and and again, like we just said, David tells Shlomi, make sure that you get back at him. You, you'll know what to do. So Shlomi tells him he's not allowed to leave Yerushalayim. The story goes that two of his avadim, two of his servants, ran away, and Shimi left Yerushalayim to run after them, and Shlomi killed Shimi for that. There's a word uh, from Rambam Shmulevitz, which he says that what was the great wisdom in that? How did he know that Shimi would leave Yerushalayim? He said he knows people. Rambam Shmulevitz said there's, there are many people in Yerushalayim who take pride that their family lived in Yerushalayim for many generations, and why was it such a sure thing that he would leave? Rambam Shmulevitz answered that. If, you, if someone does it as a matter of pride, it's a lot easier than, than when a person does it because they're forced to do it. When, when Shimi was forced to stay in Yishalayim, he looked at it as one large jail, and Shlomo knew that it would only be a matter of time before he would leave that jail, which was imposed on him, and that he would be able to um, carry out David's tzavah, David's last will, and take revenge. Now, Two interesting points, just uh, the Haftarah finishes off, says, His reign took off. The Zoyar says that the reign of Shloima is called It's the moon at its fullness. We know that the moon, every month, in the middle of the month, we see a full moon. And the Zoyar compares Shloima's reign to that period. So first of all, it's interesting that Shloima is the 15th generation from Avram Avinu, and the full moon appears the 15th day of the month. In addition, Shlomo's reign was one where Klyestral was at a, a tremendous level, which was not attained on a, on a, on a grand, in a grand um, scheme during any other generation. The Besamekdosh was built, 
the Gemara says that he was Malach Bekipa, he, was, uh, he ruled over the entire world, the entire uh, civilized world at the time, and Klal Yisrael was at a tremendous generation, a tremendous level, I'm sorry, and on this note, there's a fascinating medrash, the Yalkut, right at the beginning of Mishle, brings a machloikis, Tanoim, where is Chachma? Where is wisdom found? Is it in the head or in the heart? And the Gemara brings Psukim from Mishle and Tehillim about this, and it says the line as follows, Nimtzes Oimer she David tafas kedivei Rebeliezer. David said that Chachma is in the head, and Shloimai tafas kedivei Rebbe that Chachma wisdom is in the heart. I heard a nice explanation on this from Rebbe Shul Reisman. He said that David lived a life of tsar, lived a life of pain. Nothing that he did was completed. He had the plans to build the base of Mikdash. He did preparation to build the base of Mikdash, but it didn't actually come to fruition. He was told by the Navi he wasn't allowed to build the base of Mikdash. He was um, forced out of his palace by his own son. He lost the son. He had many enemies, as we find in Tehillim. He ran away from Shaul. His own family didn't give him proper respect. So there were many, many um, aspects of Shlomo's life, of David HaMelech's life that was tsar. It was pain. When a person's in pain, in order to make it through, you have to follow your head. You have to follow what you know is correct. When a person wants to follow their heart, it can only be in a time of revach, in a time when they are in, uh, living in a, in a time of peace and tranquility. And that's why Shloyme was able to follow the Chachma believe the idea that Chachma is in the heart. A second point, very interesting, Goin on Kehelas. The Goin on Kehelas is not very long, very little on Kehelas. But one piece he has there, and it's uh, more or less in the Shnei Salio, the end of Zeram as well, says that Kehelas has a lot of word tells us that Shloyme Amalek, when he became king, was just 12 years old and was Nifter at 52 years old. So that was a span of uh, 40 years. And three of those years, he was not king. He was kicked off the throne, as the, based on the story told to us in the Gemara Gittin. So it says, The Goyen Havel is Gematria 37, 37 years of Shloyme's life, Shloyme Rokahelis. Additionally, the, the seven Havalim tell us of the seven tekufas, the, sec- the seven decades of Aliyah in a person's life from when they turn 20, from when they get the full level of Das, the full level of maturity with the, cool, the, cool, the level cool, of Chachma, and from when a person's 20 until they're 90, which the Mishnah says, uh, that is the seven decades of Aliyah. So Shloimai tells us in Kehelas the Havel HaVolim of both his own life the years he had on the throne, and the years of a person in general's aliyah. Have a wonderful Shabbos, Kaltov.